Father Anthony, I usually don't have the co-host on the commercials because I always forget. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done a commercial in forever. Well, this is just the the opening. Hello, everyone. Glad that you're watching. Uh, that's Father Anthony. He's here, and he has long hair. Show them the hair. He looks ridiculous. We'll fix that by the time the show's on. If you like today's <laughs> video, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to the podcast. Hit the bell. All of those things. Share it with your friends because we're awesome. Enjoy the show. What's up? I'm welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and we kicked that Edmund Mitchell guy out. Got back to our normal co-host. Uh, we're back in the rotation, baby. Back in pocket with a guy who's been out of pocket for a month, and I just noticed yesterday. Father Anthony Sharapa is back. Hello, sir. Hello. You know, you. Uh, I listened a little bit to the Edmund episode, and you compared him to Liv as far as people who get you off track. But but Liv gets you off track in a way like all of a sudden a bus hits you and takes you down different streets. Like it's very violent. Whereas whereas um, Edmund, he kind of like very sneakily just guides you into all these other topics. You don't even realize it's happening until it's too late. He's much smoother about his is chaos than Liv is. Well, I will agree with you partly and disagree with you on on part of it. Okay. Uh, you said that I had no idea that he was doing it. I 100% knew that he was doing it. I just couldn't get out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's different sort of thing. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? I'm swimming. <laughs> and I'm trying to swim upstream, and it's not happening. Right. Uh, and, boy, I haven't edited an episode more than I edited last week. I was much more lost than you all heard. <laughs> and, like, my life was falling apart, and I was super stressed. So, like... All the things that I've learned about professional broadcasting went out the window. I was lost. I wasn't in control of the conversation. I stuttered like crazy. I did all the bad things that you're supposed to do as a broadcaster, and I put it out anyway, and I was like, you people better like this. <laughs> so, yeah, last week was tough, man. It really was tough, but uh, we're, we're like – coming out of it which is good like i'm currently recording this and hopefully we can do this all in one recording there's power at my house there's water at my house there's no food uh at grocery stores but i can go to any fast food place i want so we're just eating all of our meals out or having like mac and cheese at home so sure. we're, we're, we're on our way out of it but like one of the craziest things happened last week like what? and i think i think it culminates where I was like physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally in the whole thing. Uh, so for those of you that didn't listen, I live in Texas and uh, Texas shut down for a few days last week and it was rough. Um, so like our, we had rolling blackouts. Have you ever been a part of rolling blackouts, Father Anthony? I, I mean, not that I can remember. Okay. So essentially they're just like, we're going to shut down Brian so College Station could have power. Then we'll shut down College Station so Brian could have power. And they went back and forth to you know try to keep you warm and try to save things in your fridge, neither of which worked, but they tried. Yeah. Uh, so the power would just shut out in the middle of things. Well, we were at this other – huge blessing. We got given this guest house uh, to go stay in because somehow they're off the grid and like they had power. So we got power in this other house. That's why we weren't miserable for the next few days. Uh, like we were miserable at our house because we didn't have heat. And uh, we were at that house where I, like, we were literally there. 
because I know the power won't go out. My wife at one point turned off the kitchen light and I like went into like physical shock. Like I was having PTSD symptoms of like the lights turning off now are like just bring back all the bad memories of everything that happened last week. So like right now, all the lights in my house are on. Like I just don't want any light switch to be turned (laughs) off because it sends me back to this super depressed emotional state. So what was what was the worst thing? Was it the cold or just the fact that you didn't have power? Was it the fact you didn't have internet? Was like one particular thing weighing on you more than the others, or was it just everything was broken and that made you sad? It was it was a little like it kind of depended on the time. Like all of those things. Like when when I had work that like ninety nine percent of my job is on the internet. And I didn't real I, I knew I was on the internet a lot. I didn't realize how much until like last week. Oh man, so. It was really the heat, man. Like we were cold. Like it was it was under fifty degrees inside of our house at night. Like we have mm. three kids, and yeah, it yeah. was just it was just tough. But like it's one of those things that, uh, all throughout the week, I kept going back and forth between like, for the for the most part, we were just living life. Like we were doing all, all we were doing was doing what we could. And like my wife and I sat and, and talked about it, and we were like, if this would have happened like four years ago. It would have been utter crisis panic mode because it would have been a once in a blue moon thing. But now this stuff happens every month. So we were just like, we, we've become numb to stuff like this. Like, you know, coronavirus pandemic. Oh, we all live in a pandemic. We just accepted it. Like, it's not going to get better. It's not getting better. We're just all kind of gotten used to it, right? Like, mm-hmm. we didn't have... Like we 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 reverted back to the year fourteen fifty, and but two days in, we're just like, that's eh, fine. <laughs> and man, like, what I haven't shared yet, and I and I wasn't sure whether I should talk about it or not. But like, it's it wasn't just last week. Like last week was one of those like final straw things that like you know it it, it got close to breaking me because three weeks ago, um the Catholic school that I've been working with, there was the president of the school who I love and adore and have looked up to for years, uh, got fired because he had an affair. And then the, and that just like sent shockwaves through our community because we all love and respect this man. He's done great things for the community. And then it's just like, what? Like what, what happened? Right? So we're all dealing with that shock. And then six days later, the priest who fired him, our new pastor that came in to help kind of clean up our physical, mental, spiritual well-being after the last priest gave us all kinds of troubles. He ha- he had an affair. I don't know what you call it with a priest. He had an affair on, like he cheated on God, I guess. I don't know. Like he had yeah. an affair with somebody, somebody else. And he got removed from the parish. And then six days later... Texas got canceled. Like, like it's just over and over. And I've just been this in the, in this emotional state of anger and frustration and panic and loss. Like I just, I, I, and it's one of those things that like, I feel all of those feelings for about an hour a day. And the other 23 hours are just numb to it all. Cause we've all gotten used to this stuff and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, that is quite the few weeks you had there, buddy. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, oh, it's fair. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jesus, I guess let's talk about Jesus. So, okay. uh, speaking of speaking of that guy, 
Have you ever watched any of this new series that's gotten popular over the last year called The Chosen? No, I tend not to watch Jesus things. Yeah, so like The Passion, great movie. Love it. Like 15 years ago, and it was the last good thing <laughs> Christian like movie I've seen. Yes. It, it was very, very good. I have seen that a few times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Chosen... I thought it was just like every other Christian movie. Like a lot of Christian movies, like they're good. Like I liked Courageous. Like it could be a little cheesy, but like a be- movies specifically about Jesus. Like it was tough to find one that I really connected with, right? Because I'm like, that's not what happened, you know? Like, <laughs> but th- this this movie called The Chosen, or uh, it's like a series, uh, came out about a year ago, and all like my super holy friends, like my super Catholic friends, were like super into it, and they're like, we're loving it. It's great, and I'm just like, I don't. Because we've been duped yeah. so many times before. So I, I hadn't watched it. I was like you, a normal Catholic that uh, doesn't watch things about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So uh, all my friends have been talking about it. I hadn't watched it. I finally go to like a youth night with the youth group that I, that I help out with. And one of my friends is the youth minister there. And she shows a cl- uh, two clips from The Chosen. Uh, essentially one story. It's, the, it's like the story of the call of Peter by Jesus. So the story, like they definitely had take some like, what it, I almost said financial freedom because I've, I've been hearing about Dave Ramsey in the news. Not financial freedom, like uh, artistic, artistic license. License. Yeah. license. There you go. Financial freedom, artistic license. Well, here's you'll see why I'm confused. They t- okay. they took some uh, artistic license, and uh, with with the story. So in the story. Uh, Peter finds himself in a situation before he meets Jesus where he needed Dave Ramsey. He was not in financial freedom. He owed a lot of money to the Romans. You see why I got confused now? <laughs> it wasn't out yeah. of the blue. Like, I'm still dumb, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't good. completely <laughs> off, off mm-hmm. base. So Peter owes a bunch of money to the Romans, and, you know, he's uh, uh, the Jewish people are, are run by the Romans. The Romans are the ones that are in charge, all this kind of stuff, right? So... Peter's about to have to like turn himself in. He's got a wife and a family, and he's about to have to turn himself in because he, you know, the the last straw has has come. Like he he owes all this money, and he goes out in his boat in the middle of the night, like into the middle of you know, a, a body of water, ocean, lake, sea, whatever. Um, and it's dark. There's he's the only one out there, and he is just like yelling at God. So he's he's like praying, but out loud and yelling. And here's what he's saying. Uh, I, I took notes, so it's not word for word, but it's pretty dang close. He's like, you know, we are the, we are the chosen people, as many as the stars. You promised Abraham that his descendants would be as many as the stars. And then what did you do? You led them into Egypt, and they were slaves for hundreds of years. And then you came by, you parted the Red Sea, only to have us wander for 40 years. And then you led us to the promised land, only to be exiled by Babylon. Oh, but wait, we got to come back, only to be exiled <laughs> again and, and be crushed by Rome. Uh, this is the God I've served so faithfully my entire life, the God I'm supposed to thank. I think you enjoy yanking us around like goats. That's one of my favorite quotes of all time. Uh, which one is it, huh? Which one is it? Are you the God that saves us, or are you the God that leads us into all this other stuff? Are you the God that that parted the sea, or the one that made us wander around for 40 years? And and, and then right at that moment, another boat <laughs> comes up, and it's Andrew. And uh, Andrew goes, who are you talking to? And Peter goes, apparently no one. And I, I have never connected <laughs> with, like, I saw it in the middle of this three-week span. And I'm like, 
I don't have to say words. I should just play that clip from The Chosen for the next 40 minutes, and that will be this week's show, because that's what I have to share. What say you, priest? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how much have we ever talked about this in the show? I am a big old fan of Cranky Prayer, um, of going ahead and yelling at God. But I think there's an important um, distinction to be made, because indeed... Uh, a prayer of complaint, prayer of yelling is very biblical prayer. Everybody from the prophets to Jesus himself has done it. But um, I think if all you do is throw a tantrum at God and run away, usually that doesn't end up being very fruitful. The very difficult thing to do is to yell at God and then stay there. Where it's very much like um, uh, the angel in uh, Jacob. Uh, it is a, a wrestling match that you will eventually need to lose, but you need to you need to stay in there with it. Which you know, it's it's a really e- it's one of those things. It's really easy advice for me to give, um, and it's a much more difficult thing to actually live out. But I do say that from having yelled at God a, a whole bunch using all kinds of language uh, before, because we we always like to say you know prayer is heart speaking to heart, right? But what if your heart is a garbagey mess? <laughs> Same rule applies. It's still garbagey mess heart speaking to divine heart. Like you still have to do it. So um, yeah, and sometimes there's no immediate answer. You just you just gotta yell at God, and then I don't know. Jesus shows up the next day, and then you you wander around with him for three years. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, I I I resonate with this. Yeah. So. Uh, before we go on to like you know, the next, the next thing is the call of Peter. But as I was like, like quote unquote, not praying with this, like I was like, I, I, I was just at the point where I'm just like, I'm done, I'm done. I think I joked about it last week, and like everybody everywhere has the Christian advice of like, oh, God's just trying to teach you something. I'm tired of him trying to teach me things. I just want to like live a good life for a little while. Is that too much to ask? You know. So, I, 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 but as I was. Uh, like sitting and thinking about it because I wasn't praying. I was very frustrated. Uh, I was like, what do I know about these stories? Like all these stories that, that Peter is listing. It's like, whose fault was it that all the bad stuff happened? And I was like, crap. <laughs> it was like the people's, right? So if we, even if we look at it, they wandered around for 40 years because they were worshiping idols and not God, right? They uh, were exiled to Babylon because they weren't living the Ten Commandments that they found whilst they were wandering. Uh, same thing with, with Rome. Came, like it, it was always like the people of God turning away from God, and that's when the, the bad things came, the bad things happened. And and I th- like exactly what you said was what I started thinking about. Like, how am I reacting to this? And not only did I connect with Peter and how he was feeling, but like I connected like on like a soul level with the Israelites, right? Where they're mm-hmm. like, can't we just go back? Like things weren't things weren't great, but they were per- they were okay before COVID. Like things weren't perfect, but they were they were much better before Texas closed. You know, like can we just go back? And he's like, no, we're trying to move forward. And I'm just being like, I'm like one of my kids, like. Huh. And like I'm not going anywhere. But anytime yeah. one of my kids does that, what do I do? I go pick them up and I move them to where I want them to go. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they are much smaller than you. <laughs> they are. And I too am much smaller than God. To the same percentage that I am larger than my children, God is larger mm, than me. Okay. <laughs> Probably no. <laughs> Don't call God fat. Be careful. <laughs> so So, man, I, I was just like I'm 
I am reacting to all of this the same way that Israel did. And every time things, not every time things go bad, but whenever it's like wave upon wave of things going bad, I start to give up. And I'm just like, why even, why even mm-hmm. pray? Why even try to live for God? But then it's like, at some point, it's like, I do feel like Peter at the end of that, where he's like, you're the God I've served my whole life. Like, what? Why? Why is all of this happening? Why is everything bad? And and then he meets Jesus, right? So he, he comes and he meets Jesus. Uh, Jesus ends up, like, you know, the whole, like, the, 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 the scene, right? Where he, he's out on his boat and they're fishing and they're not catching anything. And then they catch all this fish, right? What's an interesting little plot device was that they use that fish to pay off Peter's debt to the Romans. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like... First, like, like literally as he met Peter, like he met him where he was. He had literally just finished yelling at God, who is also Jesus, if you're not aware. Like he just finished yeah. yelling at the guy, had a terrible night of fishing, didn't catch anything. That guy comes and helps him fix like his human problem, like his actual tangible problem of owing all this money. And then once he says, Peter, come follow me. Peter can because he doesn't have to go to jail. He doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to work off all yeah. his debt. And that's, I think that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that moment. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for Jesus to show up because I, I, I'm still on the boat in the middle of the night. Well, I mean, in that show, did Jesus seem really mad that Peter yelled at God? No, in a boat he, he was so loving and caring. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what God does. It's okay. You can yell at him, Taylor. <laughs> you can yell your little heart out. What I really wanted to be said is like to be really kind, but then like right after the scene, he talks to Peter, and he's like, we're going to talk about that later, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's what we want to happen, but that's not how God works usually. He's just like, nah, I know. You're a little cranky today. Yeah. It's okay. So, like, you know, he, he finally gets to the moment where he – where he calls him and then Peter says like you know the whole like depart from me I'm a sinful man falls on his knees and he's like anything you ask I'll do right mm-hmm. and we talked about this a couple years ago the last time pre-scandal came up on the show two years ago when it happened closer to your house and it was just like you know where else am I gonna go like yeah. things aren't great I'm not super thrilled with how church is going I'm not super thrilled with how my faith is going I'm not super thrilled with how all of the leaders that I look up to and respect are just falling like flies around me I'm not happy about all that, but what what else am I going to do? Where else am I going to go? I just want Jesus to come back soon, whether that's to me physically, mentally, spiritually, or just it's time to end. Like, just come back already. Like, it's it's time. So speaking of it's time, a little uh, a little uh, lighthearted thing to kind of end this segment. Did you see that story of the of the nun that got covid that was like 119 years old? Yeah, 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 I did. Uh, if I was her, I'd be so upset. Like, finally, like, there's this deadly virus that's killing hundreds of thousands of people, and this little yeah. nun just wants to go home to receive yep. her reward. She's she's lived a great Christian life for uh, 119 years, and COVID didn't kill her. If I was her, I'd be so upset. I'm just like, just take me home already. <laughs> the thing is, she doesn't care. She's like, whatever. If I live, fine. If I die, fine. Whatever. And that's how I felt last week. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> well, there is, I'm not sure if you're aware, but these days it's harder than ever for single Catholics to meet each other. <laughs> Losers. You're you're a single Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taken. <laughs> Whoa. Are you revealing something here? 
No, taken by the church. Oh, good. Uh, well, Catholic Match is here to support single Catholics from all over oh. the world by allowing them to easily collect, uh, connect online, which is all we all have now because in-person has been canceled. Uh, you and I, did you, like, you didn't do any online dating like before the priesthood, did you? No, no, I was in high school. Yeah, yes. So I didn't, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you just met people that were next to you. Well, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so if you're a young adult, like 18 to 35, or maybe even 60, I don't I don't know if, if, when you're single, but uh, online dating came onto the scene like right after I met my wife because I'm old. Like, you know, so I, I never got to try it. And I kind of wish I could have. Like, I, I feel like I'd be good at it. <laughs> and I don't like not doing things that I think I would be good at. <laughs> but uh, online dating is now equal, or in some case, a more prominent way that couples of all ages and backgrounds are now meeting. I actually have a friend that met her husband, her now husband, on Catholic Match, and they're, they've been married happily and have a little kid, and it's tremendous. Yeah, same. I've got uh, some friends who met via Catholic Match, and now they have uh, just a tidal wave of Catholic babies, and they're happy. <laughs> so, yeah, so it works. So if you want a tidal wave of Catholic babies... Head on over to catholicmatch.com slash forte. I think that's the that's the right thing. Yeah. Catholicmatch.com slash forte uh, to sign up for, for your account. That means you'll get to, like, be better at dating. Like, a lot of us want to be better at dating and small talk and, and flirting. I mean, not me. I'm tremendous at it. But, like, Catholic Match is the largest dating app specifically do- designed for single Catholics. So create your Catholic love story and... What did you say? A tidal wave of babies? <laughs> a tidal wave of Catholic babies. That's terrifying for those of us who have witnessed birth. But don't worry about that. <laughs> Go to catholicmatch.com slash forte to sign up for your free account today. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Sharapa. If you stuck with us through that last segment, that means you are well on your way to sainthood. And we're going to do something uh this segment, we're going to have a little bit of fun because this show is all about joy, the joy of the gospel. Not so much <laughs> the last segment, uh, but also I think uh, if anybody listened, I, I had the thought throughout the week that I know that I have a couple of like professional counselors who I work with that, that are head of podcasts. And I, I think it's safe to assume that at least one of them listens to the show. And I can't imagine being a professional counselor listening to last week's show because... I wasn't ready to like share my emotions like I did in the last segment. So I masticked for the most part. And then like the great monster inside of me snuck up a couple of times. And I like, all I could, it was like yesterday. I was just thinking, started thinking about like a counselor listening to that is just like textbook insane person. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) he's masking everything and it's like Mm -hmm. not going well. But uh, we're going to do that on purpose this segment. We're going to have a little bit of fun, a little bit of lighthearted. I wanted to do this last week, but then last week happened. Uh, I got this new thing called pod decks, like podcast decks. And there are these cards uh, that I bought physically, but the mail doesn't work because of, you know, snow. Right. But they give you like a digital version. So we're going to essentially do, we're both going to be interviewed by an inanimate object. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. What this is mainly for is for, like, new podcasters that are new to interviewing or, like, creating a show. It has, mm-hmm. like, segment ideas, for one. Sure. And, like, like interview questions, like, icebreaker questions, or they could get, even get a little deeper. And I was like, you know what? I'm not new to interviewing. I did it so much that I retired from it for a little while. 
And yeah. uh, I want to do it again. But I want to be part of the interview process. So my phone that I'm holding up right here has random questions on it that I have not seen and you have not seen because how would you have seen them if I didn't? Like I wore a blindfold right. and showed them to you. Like I don't have that kind Weird. of time in my no. life. So uh, this first one, I literally just pulled it up. The first question I think is perfect because of a conversation you and I just had yesterday whilst struggling through trying to play video games because nothing works in my life. But here right. we go. What's one bad habit you're trying to get rid of? Oh, yeah. So uh, I, I right now am uh, three, four days into quitting nicotine. Um, I quit every once in a while. But uh, I was like, you know, Lent, we got we to gotta go for it. So it's been four days. My brain is slowly starting to work again. The last three days, I've just been in like a fog. Um, and so that's what I'm doing. So far, so good. You know, they say after three days, most of the stuff gets out of your system. Then after three weeks, you should be good to go. So we'll see. We will see. I because uh, as our, you know, you're a Snoop Dogg guy. You've seen Snoop Dogg before. You know what, he, yes. what that is. Yes, uh, I know what a Snoop Dogg is. Yeah. He had a joke. I think it was in sixth grade. I was in computer class. I don't know why. I know. It was like typing class where I learned yeah. how to type 100 words per minute. Uh, while the rest of my, it was me and our valedictorian that were very good at typing. She's become much more successful than me. So uh, I don't know what that says about words per minute. Sure. <laughs> but uh, whenever I was done with my typing, we could look up. This was like the internet was kind of new, right? We're looking things right, up. Right, right. And I looked up Snoop Dogg and I learned about what a Snoop Dogg was. And that he liked to smoke things. Not the same things yes. that you do, but he enjoyed smoking things. And he had a joke. I forget the exact number, but he's like, I, I quit smoking 68 times today. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's how I feel like uh, we've been friends for three years. And yeah. I can't keep track of when you're doing the nicotine and when you've quit forever. Like, there's been so mm. many times that it's happened that I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I've quit like two or three times since we've known each other, so... Here we go again. <laughs> At the very least for 40 days. Yeah, exactly. That's the goal. Baby steps. What's one bad habit I'm trying to get rid of? Uh, where to begin? <laughs> no, you have to be trying to get rid of it, though. Uh, Not just aware that it exists. Right. Let's see. There are some sins that I confess over and over again in the old confessional. Back when we had, you know, sacraments. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I haven't tried to stop those. Mm -hmm. I have tried to uh, stop cussing in front of my children. Baby steps, people. Baby steps. Yes. So uh, what happens a lot is, like, you and I will be playing video games, and I have headphones in, so I'm not really aware of what's going on around me. And the way I speak when I play video games is a little different than the way that I speak here on the podcast. And my kids will sneak in and I'll be just as shocked as they are when they hear me say stuff like that. And I'm just like, go away, please. <laughs> you know? so, so I am trying to uh, stop cussing in front of my children. Baby steps. If you, if you missed the cussing episode, ironically enough, the cussing episode is our most popular we've done all year. So if you missed nice. that, it's a few episodes ago with Allison. We both talked about it and I'm trying. Okay. If you... Anthony Scaramucci Sharapa, if you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which three would you keep? Um, Google Maps, uh, uh, Apple, the Apple Podcast one, and um, you know, with those two, I'd be I'd be set, I'd be happy. Uh, oh, Spotify, let's do Spotify because I have Apple Podcasts, and then I use Spotify for music, so that's what I would do. 
So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, the phone one can go. Like, the phone app can go. Yeah. <laughs> like, talking. I don't need that. No. Uh, messaging, I would keep. So texting. Um, I would keep mail. I do a lot of email. Uh, no, yeah. you know what? No, I, I'd keep that on my iPad. I'm cheating. I have an iPad. Um, I would keep messaging, podcasts, and Instagram. I got to stay connected to one of the social medias. You see, the thing is, I wasn't considering like the phone call app and the message <laughs> app to be like apps. For me, like that's like I still remember when that's what phones did. <laughs> so I I didn't count those in my apps. So technically, I think you're right. Technically, they are apps. Uh, but I'm I'm counting those as freebies for me. I'm trying to I'm trying to see how do I get rid of. No, like you can delete the phone app off of your phone. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And it's just a tiny computer in your pocket. Wait, how do you delete the settings app? Like, how would you get that back if you needed the settings app? If you delete the app store, can you let me see? Can you delete the app store? You can delete the app store. How do how do you recover from that? <laughs> um, I don't know. Good. I know I've de- I've deleted the app store before and gotten it back somehow. Good things phones are different than human beings. If you make one mistake, you're done on the phone, but not yeah. so in human life. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Who is your favorite hero of fiction? Oh, uh, hero of fiction, fiction is Batman. Mm, why is I that? like Batman. I like that he's not superpowered. Now, let's be honest. Like, no human being can possibly do all the things that Batman can and have all those doctorates and be good at all that kung fu. I get that. But uh, I just like that he's a regular dude fighting, like, people who have godlike powers and winning. That makes me happy. You want to know? Why? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and you know why he can do that? Because he's Batman. Because he has And that's a lot all the justification <laughs> I need. Because he's Batman. You don't want to know my favorite thing about Batman, and I think the thing what? that I look up to him the most for? The fact that, like, he says, he has said so many times that he is against killing, mm-hmm. that people believe him. That dude's murdered hundreds of people. <laughs> like, they're like, he, he didn't shoot it. He doesn't use guns because he doesn't like guns. He just, right. he just kicked a dude off an 18-story building. Like, what did you think happened when the camera, like, the camera doesn't show it? But what do you think happened? <laughs> you know, it depends on what version of Batman that you're, you know, there's multiple universes of Batman, sure. But also, like, if you break a guy's hip in the middle of an alleyway, where are the chances of that guy living? I don't know. I don't think they're great. <laughs> and, and, like, even the, even like, just like all these things that are just believed about him. He's like, he, he's super anti guns, he hates guns. There are guns on the Batmobile. Like, there are guns connected to And, the like, Batmobile. rockets. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, I don't, like, just the non-justification of things that he says and people believe about him, and okay. he gets away with it, it's so admirable. <laughs> There's this, I mean, I, you can cut this, but in the in the video game uh, Injustice 2 Gods Among Us, it's a fighting game, you know, like Mortal Kombat, and they have a special moves, and Batman's special move is that he picks a guy up with his jet, flies the guy up in the air, then points the guy downward, shoots him with a bunch of bullets until the guy crashes into the ground. And I'm like, Batman, I feel like I feel like you killed a guy if you did that, Batman. <laughs> it's the most Batman thing ever. Like the dude's yeah. just he's got problems. I mean, if you if yeah. you if we thought a counselor listening to me last last week was rough, like a yeah. counselor watching Batman get do all these things. It must be right. Must be crazy. 
My favorite hero of fiction is so difficult because I love stories. I lo- like Batman's a good one. Uh, I like I like people who are like not like me, like like The Witcher. Like he's so you and I both like that game. Like, yeah. I like I like the TV show. Like he's he like literally doesn't have emotion because it was taken mm-hmm. away from him, mm-hmm. and like. Seeing people be awesome with no emotion when all I have is emotion is really cool to me. But yeah. I, I think I think I have to go with like I think has become an easy answer. Like I love like Edmund last week, like when he was describing me, like he, he just said, I, I'm Kratos. I'm fr- I'm the god of war. And like yeah. multiple people think that. And, I, and it was just a simple forty dollar <laughs> costume my wife bought. And like <laughs> A year, like lifelong stress that made me bald and have a beard. Like, all of that led to me being Kratos at Halloween two years ago, and it still sticks in people's minds. Like, nothing I say any any time ever sticks in people's minds for more than a day. But I nope. wear a Kratos, Kratos costume, and people are like, that, that's him. It's really him. And, like, like I've talked about the game before. I actually went on a, on another podcast, like, last year fall that's going to release i guess next fall like i don't i don't understand their production <laughs> schedule but um but like his story in this last one that came out like two years ago just him being a father and a protector and kind of growing and kind of softening by the end and being more of a loving father i'm like that's my story man like yeah rough around the edges but trying to get better and the kids are helping and the wife is helping like that's that's my life. It's my yeah, life. yeah, that's nice. It's now or never. I ain't gonna live forever. Okay. If you were to die tomorrow, boy, this escalated quickly. <laughs> wow, yeah, seriously. <laughs> what little thing would you regret not doing? Not big life regrets. If you died tomorrow, what little thing would you regret not doing? Oh, man. Um, little thing I would regret not doing. I've got one. I'll go first on this one. Okay, my little thing is cleaning my room. Because my room is such a complete mess right now. You know, it would just be, like, kind of embarrassing. Because they'd have to, like, you know, deal with me and my dead body. And they're like, why does he have all this garbage, like, on the floor? <laughs> why? What, what? What is this? Are these bills? Shouldn't they be filed? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why is this book over here? Is that a pillow in the chapel? Does he sleep there? <laughs> what? What? Look at all the coffee mugs. <laughs> like, it's just, I would be embarrassed. So, yes, clean my room would be the little thing I regret not doing. Well, here, the way you worded that made me connect with you on such a spiritual level, and then you took it away from me. You said Aww. the thing that you would regret not doing. I, 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 th- I thought what I heard was that the thing that you would regret the thing that you would regret was cleaning your room, just the way that oh, it was no, all no, no, no. So I was like, not cleaning. Really? Room, yeah. You would re- like, I, like I, I too would regret cleaning my room. What a waste of time on your second to last day being alive. <laughs> yeah. um, I, like the thing that I would regret most not doing if I died tomorrow, this episode doesn't release for a few days. So if this episode didn't release right after we talked about me dying tomorrow, I'd be so upset because yeah. that, that episode would crush in the ratings. Like, right? <laughs> people would be like, man, that guy was a prophet, or Poddex was. Poddex stock would go out the roof. Hopefully yep. they would hear the story. They would send lots of money to my family. That's probably not grieving that I'm dead. You know, like, <laughs> it'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a good one. 
what do you consider your greatest achievement? I mean, it, it feels weird to call this a, an achievement, but getting ordained is kind of an achievement. You have achieved priesthood! <laughs> I mean, entering a seminary right out of high school, surviving eight years of seminary formation, and being a priest who's not completely insane, I, that is the thing I am most proud of. Like, it's all God's grace, but, I mean, I still did it, so... I'm very proud of that. Yeah, if it was only God's grace, everyone would be a priest. You did exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> like guys aren't, and I'm I'm great. So uh priesthood. I could most proud of. I could do the cop out thing that you did and say like my wife or kids. Like a lot of people I think looking at my life would say that my wife is my greatest achievement because she's her and I'm me and that shouldn't have happened. Uh, my kids are great. Like they're they're tremendously good looking. Again, people look at me and they look at them, and they're like, How did this happen? Uh, but that would be a cop-out answer. Because I'm, I'm thinking about, like, being married isn't special. Like, being a dad, like, a ton of people are married. A ton of people have kids. Like, enough people are priests. Like, that's not super special. What have I done that not a ton of people have, have done? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, like, I was a college athlete. That was a, that was a big achievement for me. But, like... I don't know. I forget how many NCAA athletes there are every every year. I think it's like in the tens of thousands. I think it's like forty or fifty thousand people are athletes. So like a small group, but one of the, I think one of the smallest groups that I'm in. I and in regards to accomplishments, I sang a solo in Carnegie Hall. Like that's one of those things that I have it like in my back pocket. We're like yeah. You know, people are like, oh, you played sports in college? I do too. Oh, you're married? I am too. Oh, you have kids? I am too. Oh, you're a Catholic podcaster? That used to be special, but now everyone has one. You know, like, yeah. uh, it. but, like, I sing a solo in Carnegie Hall. That's, like, cool. That is cool. I used to be good at stuff. <laughs> yeah. You keep, you keep telling me that you used to be good at stuff. I'm like, okay, Taylor, sure. Well, here's, here's the thing that will make you believe it. Remember that wife that we were talking about a second ago? Yes. I was all the things that I was good at. I was good at when, like, we met. Oh. And then all that mm -hmm. stuff has faded away, but she had to stay because of sacramental yeah, reasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, So, like, yeah. that's the proof that I used to be good at stuff. Okay. That makes a little more sense. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think this is going to be our last one. Are you ready for one more? Okay, let's do it. What is your most treasured possession? My most treasured possession. <laughs> I was thinking, um, uh, uh, I was looking around my room and I saw my Xbox series, <laughs> my new Xbox, and how much I don't want to break it and how I bought like a super fancy carrying case for it um, when I want to take it on my day off. I don't think that's my most treasured possession, but it's up there. You know what's not up there? What? The monitor that it's connected to that you still haven't no. fixed. Nah, 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 I'm nah, still nah. so angry about that. Um, as far as thing, most like, I guess it'd probably be my car. No, it's your Xbox, 100%. Like, I okay, yes, I know I, it's I, your I, Xbox. Like, you don't treat if, anything in your life like you treat that Xbox. But here's the weird thing. Like, if I had to choose between a car and my Xbox, I would choose my car. But I'm way more attached to my Xbox than I am my car. It's weird. No, you're like if I if you're making another it, huge mistake. I have to cut you off. You're making a huge another huge mistake. What? Cars? Just like I was saying that like everybody has a spouse, everybody has kids. Like everybody has a car. Like I mean there are cars yeah. everywhere. Like you literally drive by car lots where there are hundreds of cars. 
They're readily available. You know what's not readily available? That Xbox Series X. So much harder to replace. You can replace a car. You can't replace that Xbox, dude. It's true. Yeah. You just don't want to admit it. It is your treasured possession for sure. It is. Because the thing is, like, most of my stuff is, like, I mean, it's nice. I've got some nice stuff, but I don't really care about it. But the one thing I really do, like, I'd be, like, really bummed out if it got broken or lost. It's my Xbox. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> we worked through that. Now, we, we talk about counselors the whole time. I just counseled you through that. My, you did. You're like, yeah. My most treasured possession, uh, again, like I, I can't, I guess I can't say my wife and kids because I don't, I don't possess my wife. I guess I kind of possess my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's I mean, put them off to the side. Yeah, okay. so uh, put, putting them over there. Uh, my most treasured possession. I had a really good answer for this, and then I forgot it. What is it? Did I not think of an answer? Maybe you didn't. What have I been doing? Did I just become broken again because of what life has done to me? It's not like some sort of like hand-me-down thing in your family, right? No, 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 no. I think because I don't have any of those things. Like that's not a big thing in my family. There's not like a a sword that's been passed down from generation to generation in the Sharapa <laughs> family, or like I don't know. Well, I think there is, but Nick got it and they kept it a secret. <laughs> Nick would not keep that a secret from me. <laughs> he would definitely make fun of me. Um, uh, I think after last week, you know what I'm going to say? After last what? week, it might be a different answer at other times. Uh, the the central heating in my house, I think, is, <laughs> I think is my most treasured possession. <laughs> All right. That's fair. How did that go? Did you enjoy the pod decks? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I love talking about myself. So, yeah, it was great for me. I don't know what the listeners thought, but I enjoyed it. I love talking about you, too. So uh, what we're mm. going to do is we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're gonna, we have the introduction of a new segment called Is This a Sin? And we're going to go through the process. I'm going to share a story, and Father Anthony, our resident priest, is going to say, Is this a sin? Is this hypothetical? Is it not? You decide right after this. Father Anthony, you enjoy podcasts. Yes, I do. So my friend Katie Prazer McGrady has a podcast called Ave Explorers that I have listened to every single episode. Like even the new season that just launched this week, I've already listened to. She had a she had a bishop on it already. That's impressive. It no, is Katie impressive. is great. She's a good podcaster. I've listened to the show as well. It's delightful. She's good. So uh, Ave Maria Press presents Ave Explores. Uh, their new season is out today. It's about Catholicism like all around the world. Uh, so by the core beliefs of the Catholic Church are the same everywhere. The beauty and richness of Catholicism can be seen in the way people around the world live and practice their faith. Check out the next or current, like it literally just came out last week, Ave Explores podcast series uh, where the host Katie Prejean McGrady and special guests explore the diversity of practices, traditions, and the health of the church in different corners of the world. The Americas, Asia, Oceania, the, the bishop was from South Africa, and wow. he talked about like he was a, a part of like bringing down apartheid. Like, oh, it's, it's really cool how the church was involved in that. I didn't know that. That was cool. Um so head over to the Ave Explores podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen and subscribe today. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Sharapa. One of my favorite things about this show, one of my favorite like underlying things that like people don't know about is I used to play the intro music and outro music live. Yeah. And like me and, and the co-hosts would dance to it. And then about a year ago, I just started adding the music in post-production because we didn't need to listen to it. just wasted time. Yep. But you all still dance, and it's so cute watching you all dance to your own song 
and it's always offbeat and off, ri- off rhythm to the song yeah. that's playing. <laughs> so y'all just look like super uncoordinated and like white people dancing, and it's so much fun for me. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, sometimes I forget that there was music playing, but sometimes I remember and just kind of do a little... <laughs> do a little yeah. dance. Don't do the next thing, because you're a priest. Doom, 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 because you're a priest. Now you're dancing to the music because it's live. Okay, Yeah. so we're going to do the introduction of this new segment called Is This a Sin? And I'm going to share with you a wink, wink, purely hypothetical, purely hypothetical scenario. Right. And you're going to tell me if this is a sin. You can I'm ask follow up. You can ask follow up questions like as the story is going on. It doesn't right. just need to be me regaling a story. You can tell me how it's going as as we're going. So, let's say uh, you mentioned uh, pre- prized possessions as cars. Uh, yeah. Let's say that you're a person that owns two cars. Okay. And you live in a house. This is hypothetical. It's not you. You live yeah. in a house with a wife and with three children. Okay. Uh, those children's ages are uh, almost eight, six. And three. And you're in the middle of a three-week span where life isn't going super well. Okay? Sure. All, all hypothetical. Yeah. And yeah. the car that you drive that is, is new to you, and it just got inspected a few, like two months before, no problems. Let's, let's say that that car doesn't start. Just out of nowhere. You didn't, you didn't leave any lights on. Nothing. You just didn't. You, just, the car, you needed the car. Go out to the car. It doesn't start. So you're like... Okay, I'll just deal with this tomorrow. I'll get it towed over to the to the dealership. They'll deal with it. Fine. But for the time being, you have to uh, drive the other vehicle, which in this case is a van with one headlight out. You've known that this headlight is out for a while, but you've had other things to do, and you knew that you weren't going to be driving this vehicle at night because the other vehicle was available, right? Sure. Use yeah. the other vehicle to go work out, get food. But this vehicle is mostly for transporting your, your family. So uh, you have the, the light, but you're in a rush. Like, you didn't plan on your car not working. So you have to take the other car that only has one headlight. And Can it's I nighttime. pause you for a second? Sure. Like, I'm really glad that you put a lot of thought into this hypothetical story. I'm a tremendous really, uh, storyteller. I'm, I just come up with all this on, on, yeah. on my head. Yeah, because it really like it makes us realize that um, moral problems. I've, I'm assuming eventually we're gonna get to a moral problem here, but like having all that context really make really makes you feel the scenario. So I just want to say I appreciate the 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 story that you are weaving out of fiction right now is is impressive. Okay, so sorry, what, continue. What I want you to know that if if this was me, this right. is what my confession my confession would sound like. Before I said any sins. I would give like a 10 minute backstory. Oh, don't do that. that would, <laughs> that's the worst. I hate that. That's why I'm doing this segment with you. Because... <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, um, where was, oh yes, the headlight. So you're driving mm-hmm. this car without a headlight. You drive to where you need to go. Uh, everything's fine. As you're driving back, you're on the last like main road before you get to the neighborhood where your house is. So you're, you're driving. It's two lanes either way. As you're driving, you're going the speed limit, and but your headlight is out, which is illegal for some reason. I don't know why, because you have another headlight. You can use your brights. I don't know why it's illegal, but it is. So you're driving, and then coming towards you in the dark, you see what what looks to be a police vehicle whip around very quickly and start following you. Okay? Mm-hmm. You see this happen. This police vehicle doesn't have any lights on. Okay. So you keep driving. Yeah. This police vehicle with no lights on gets a little closer. 
So you merge into the other lane where there's a car in front of you and a car behind you. Still no lights on on this police vehicle. And then you see, like, you, you see the, like, not, it's not an exit, but, like, right. the, the turn for your, for your neighborhood. And you ponder, do I take these other turns? Do I turn right early to try to uh, not get a ticket? Okay. All hypothetical, of course. Yeah. So you decide, no, if they turn, if they turn their lights on and they, they, they pull you over. You don't want to have to give an answer for why you turned off three streets early when he can clearly see your address, right? Mm. So you make the decision to just go your normal, your normal uh, road, okay? Okay. There's still a car between you and this car. You're driving mm. your car. There's a car behind you, and then there's the police vehicle. You turn right, and there's kind of like a long road in your neighborhood, long straight road. Thankfully, that's the car. The other car is still behind you as yeah. a buffer. Nice. So, you know that like the police officer, uh, probably due to the light in the front, didn't see your front license plate, and because of the car buffer, didn't see your back license plate. All hypothetical. So, yeah, sure. driving down the primary road, mm-hmm. the other car follows you. The police vehicle follows you. Still no lights on. Uh, so. Our, not our, not mine. This is hypothetical. Your neighborhood, <laughs> your neighborhood. Sometimes, you know, when we write a story, sometimes we, we weave in details that we're familiar with. So I understand why you almost said we, because, you know, you work off what you know when right. you're making a story. And that's that's normal. That's ordinary. So I understand why you might have done that. I love putting myself in, in stories. I love putting sure. myself in the Batman story, yeah. which obviously isn't real. This story obviously isn't real. Obviously. I love putting myself in the Witcher story, obviously not real. This story yeah. isn't real. It's all hypothetical. Sure. So uh, this this neighborhood is under construction, so you can't go straight the whole time. Uh, so you have to turn left. There's a detour. So you turn left, the other car turns left, and then the police vehicle turns left. Uh, the, first, the next street, you're following the detour. You're doing what you're supposed to. The next street, you turn right. The other car turns right. Thank the Lord. Uh, and then the police vehicle turns right. Still no lights, right? So now you're on like, it's essentially like a one ro- one lane road. It's a two lane road, but there's cars parked on either side. You're in a neighborhood now, yeah. right? So it's one lane for the most part. You get to a stop sign. And at this point, you get excited. Because it's the first time in this entire scenario that there are branching options for which way that you could go and still make it to your home. So you make the decision to go. It's it's one of, you know how sometimes you, you're on a road and you're at like a stop and it's like a three way stop, but there's another three way stop like right next to it where sure. essentially it should be straight, but some idiot didn't make the road straight. You know, <laughs> so, so like like it's like like quick left, like 10, 10 feet left, and then you go right, and then you're on another street. Yeah. Well, I I can. No, you, hypothetically. <laughs> One, a person could. <laughs> a person. <laughs> Any, anyone that can legally drive, because we wouldn't right. want, none, neither of us would want to break any laws. No. Um, so you quickly turn left. You quickly turn right. There's a stop sign there. You quickly turn right. Your street is the next right. So you were just keeping it cool for about two miles. And then right at the last sec- second, whip, 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 whip. You're in your driveway. You quickly turn off the car so that all your lights are off, and you get inside your house, and then just hypothetically you call your priest friend and tell him this story. Yeah. Now we get to the big – if this would have happened to any – and this could happen to anybody. 
there were never any police lights on, would this be a sin? Well, I mean, I think uh, there's a few questions uh, that I think will reveal this. this. This hypothetical person, I like to imagine this hypothetical person with a beard. You know, I just trust people with beards a little bit more. So maybe I, I trust, you know, maybe let's say he has like a kind of a red beard with you know a little bit of gray uh, coming in there. Uh, this person. Maybe someone who gets mad when somebody points out that they have red hair. Maybe somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, someone like yeah. that, you know, who would, you know, make a big deal out of a small detail uh, in a hypothetical. Uh, this person wasn't technically evading, like, active arrest or anything like that. I mean, there's plausible deniability there that, you know, maybe the cop just lives in that neighborhood and he was going home. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, so I think there's a plausible deniability there. But I think the deeper question was, you know, is this a sin? You know, because that has to do with the interior. Um, this is one of those things that uh, if someone brought up in the confessional, I'd just be like, okay, fine. You know, forgive them, move Wait, on. You would be okay fine if somebody just told you that 12 minute story? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, uh, you know, I would be super annoyed, uh, but I would keep that to myself because I'm I'm very kind in the confessional. Uh-huh. Uh, it's one of those things that, like, if someone felt guilty about it, I'd be like, fine. But if they didn't, I just wouldn't care. So if you, if I if, if if one if one doesn't feel guilty but feels tremendous about what they accomplished, <laughs> you say it's not a sin. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely <laughs> not the way to do moral <laughs> theology. Um. It's one of those things like there's like what's custom, what's the law, what's the letter of the law, what's the spirit of the law. I I would not consider this like a sin. Nah, I wouldn't. What if, would it be a sin for this hypothetical person to just wish that they could have seen video of what this cop was doing and thinking the entire time? Especially after those quick turns at the end. Like, where did they go? What did they do? How long before they gave up? Like, did they chuckle? Were they upset? Like, I, I would pay dozens of dollars, hypothetical dollars, yeah. to see what hypothetically happened after that. Like, what was the cop's true intentions? What was, you know, uh, all that would be very interesting. I don't think that's sinful. I think it's natural curiosity. It's one of those things, you know, one day all things will be revealed. Um, so whether or not this was truly sinful, that will be revealed. Whether or not, you know, the cops' intentions were to arrest you, I mean, a person or, uh, n you know, someone else in this story, who knows? Uh, so I think that's natural curiosity. I don't think that's a sin. Nah. Because, like, the reason I thought of this hypothetical sure. was in the past, I have been pulled over for having a... Um, a, a tail light out. Yeah. All of those interactions have gone the same way. Uh, let's let let's say I've been pull, I've pulled up been pulled over, and we're talking about me now, not hypothetical. I yeah. Taylor Schroll has been pulled over maybe six times for a tail light being out. Sure. Four of the times I wasn't aware of it. Like they were they pulled me over. They're being helpful. They're like, yeah. hey, you know, do you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, no, I wasn't. You know, maybe I was going like three over. Like that they don't yeah. usually don't pull you over. Like you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, no. They're like, you have a tail light out. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. They're like, yeah, just. Just, just get it taken care of. As long, you know, as long as you get taken care of before you get pulled over again, you won't get a ticket. Okay, cool. So that happened four times. The other two times, I was aware of it. I was honest. I said, "Yeah, I'm aware of it. I've just been busy. I, ha I haven't, I haven't done it yet." They're like, "Okay, just take care of it before." I've never, I've gotten pulled over about six times for that in my life. Never yeah. got a ticket. 
And it, they were just trying to be either trying to be helpful or just giving me a warning. So, like, I think hypothetically, in this scenario that we hypothetically did, I think the most loving thing to do was what was laid out in that hypothetical. It saved both people's time. It let the person that was driving get home to their family and help put the kids to sleep. It helped. It gave them a great. It would have given them a great story if this was if this was real. Yeah. And also, it saved the police officer twenty minutes of getting out of the car and looking up. You know, if this person was a criminal, which they're not in this hypothetical, and uh, and they got to go back to fighting real crime like Batman, like so, Batman. I, I, and also, I, I think it's the most loving choice that could have been made. Yeah, and also, like, if that police officer wanted to pull over this hypothetical person, he totally could have done it. So, apparently, the police officer didn't think it was much of a crime. So it's probably not much of a sin if it's a sin at all. I, this is not something I would stress over morally. Oh, good, because uh, I don't think this person has been. Uh, I think this person has been uh, having a lot of a lot of fun with it, hypothetically. So sure. uh, if, if you have any like hypothetical questions for, like, is this a sin, and you have a story that you want to share, uh, contact us at, at Taylor Schroll, at Forte Catholic, on social media, and let us know. We, we might get you on the show. We might just read your story, just depending on, on who you are and if you're entertaining or not. So uh, <laughs> that's been our show. Father Anthony, we, we, we kind of quasi went to confession there. I kind of tricked you, duped you there. Thanks for being here today. It was nice to have a normal show. I'll be back next week. Say it! Oh, wait. So that wasn't just a story you made up? <laughs> there we go. We have our close to this. So that's definitely all of that is going to play at the end of the podcast. <laughs> the stinger. Anthony, we're done. We finished the show. It's over now. Yeah, so this is just a treat for those who stayed for the end of the episode. Uh, would you Ooh. like to give them a treat as their treat? Uh, what what treat are we giving them as their treat? It's your job to come up with this. I I prepped you for this. Uh, okay. Um, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> Here's not what I all. want you to do. I learned on on okay. your other podcast that you're currently on a break from, but you're not on a break from me because you love me more. Uh, called Clerically yes. Speaking. Uh, I learned that you're actually part of the bumpers, like the Suba Tweetalogica and the the other one, uh, uh, Presbyteral Exhortations. Can you do your yes. voices from Presbyteral Exhortations so that I can we can prove once and for all that it wasn't just your brother Nicholas? <laughs> what parts do I say? Oh, yes, fine, yes, yes, fine, yes. Yeah, we all do that part. It's like uh, Presbyteral <laughs> Exhortations. Exhortations. Be- it's the best. It's my favorite part. It's the best part. <laughs> I bet they can't wait to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Hope y'all enjoyed the show. If you did, uh, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Share this with somebody. Maybe somebody who hypothetically ran away from the cops at some point. We enjoyed today's show. So much more enjoyable than recording last week's show. Bye, Father Anthony. I love you. Yes, quite, quite. <laughs> That's it.